Money Sense is brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group, four-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com and listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94 between Highway 164 and Highway F in Ridgeview Corporate Park. And I just want to invite everybody to come in and see our new location. We've got 42 acres of beautiful scenery and trees and walking paths, and we'd love to invite you to come in and just stop in and say hi. We're also in the village of Wipers Bay. We're in the Equitable Bank building directly across from Winkies. Everyone knows where that is. We also are really happy that we can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details and to put a voice with a face. And if you would like to pass on the information that you hear today from my guests, you can also go to ellenbecker.com. You can scroll down to Money Sense and you have the ability to send our interview out to just about everyone and anyone that you like. My guest today is Claire Koenig and she is the communication director for Visit Milwaukee. And once again, you might say, wow, where is this topic fitted to money sense but truly our city is all about money and it makes really good sense for me to talk with Claire to really give you some ideas of what's going on and I happened to move downtown several years ago and I would tell you the city is hopping it's fun it's beautiful, it's safe, and there's clearly something always going on. So welcome to the show, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. And you're the communication director for Visit Milwaukee. And what does the communication director actually do? (laughs) (laughs) So it is my team's job to talk to media from all over the country, sometimes even all over the world, and tell help them tell the best possible stories about why Milwaukee is one of the best places in the country, if not the best place in the country, uh, to live, to work, to visit, and to host meetings. And what are some of the things that you're telling them? Why? What makes us such a spectacular place? Well, we, um, in a lot of ways, we stick to some very common themes. We are the city of festivals. Um, There's always something going on, especially in the glorious summer months, to do that celebrate a food or a culture or the arts. Um, So we talk a lot about being the city of festivals. We talk about how Milwaukee's cultural diversity benefits visitors in so many different ways. We have over a thousand houses of worship. Some of those are the coolest tours you can do if you're an architecture lover, if you love history, or or if you it's a, a religion that aligns with yours. Um, that cultural diversity also means we have like the best restaurants on the planet. You can get Peruvian food here. You can get Syrian food, Ethiopian food any kind of ethnic food that you could get in a major metro like New York or LA, you can get it in Milwaukee. We also have 17, 17 James Beard recognized restaurants. And we are home to the best chef Midwest, Dane Baldwin, um, who won in 2022 and is of course the most recent example of the caliber of culinary experiences that can be had in Milwaukee. When 
an individual has company coming in for a holiday weekend, what are some of the things that they can consider? And, and I guess one of the things for me, I always like, where can I get that information? How can I find out what's going on? Yeah, well, we like to think that our website, visitmilwaukee.org, is a first stop and hopefully a one-stop shop for planning that trip. Um, you can, of course, book your hotel stay there. Um, you can find out what events are happening that weekend that might intrigue you. Of course, you can plan out the restaurants you're going to check out, the activities you're going to do. You can also download. We have um, a couple of very handy deals passes. One of them is a beer pass, and it's about 30 breweries where you get BOGO beers. Um, the pass is free. It's not even an app. It just like sits on your home screen, basically. Um, and you can just check out a new brewery or two for you know 50% off, basically. Um, we also have a cheese curd pass where you can get some <laughs> similar deals on cheese curds and people love it. The beer pass has like 16,000 subscribers. Um, the cheese curd pass, I want to say it's like eight or 9,000. Um, and then we are soon launching a special pass just for convention attendees. And all of the businesses that um, are offering deals on that one are within a mile and a half of the convention center. So that's like you could get a free dessert at Amalinda, which is also James Beard nominated multiple times um, and, and an easy walk from the convention center. So yeah, we we hope to be a resource for, um, for media, of course, for meeting planners. Yes, definitely. But mainly for regular visitors and locals. Um, uh, we also run Milwaukee 365, which is the largest events calendar in the region. Um, it is the number one and two Google search results if you just Google Milwaukee events. Um, and it's it's totally free to use. It's free to put your own events on and, and the community does that. So it is a great place to to plan your trip, to plan your weekend downtown. Um, it's, it's a really good resource. How important is all of this to the health of our city? And, you know, the I know that it's really important that we have visitors and tends to be more in the summer than the winter, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. because of our weather. But how does this all correlate with the health of our city, both the health in terms of people wanting to experience it, but also uh -huh. the financial health. Yeah, it, um, it's essential. Tourism is essential to Milwaukee's economy. We are um, in the greater Milwaukee area, so we, which is what we often use. Um, that's the four county area, of course, Milwaukee and the wow counties. That's $5.2 billion of spending that is attributable to tourism. Um, that is not a small amount. Milwaukee, that greater Milwaukee area, that's 25% of all the tourism happening in Wisconsin. So that's, I mean, if you think about Lake Geneva, Door County, Madison, Eau Claire, Green Bay, even with the Packers, um, Milwaukee is a quarter of the state's total piece of the pie, which is about 20 billion. Tourism in Milwaukee also supports 42,000 jobs. Those are people from all over the region, every neighborhood, every zip code. Someone knows someone who is affected by visitors and the amount that we're able to bring in every year. So um, it's, it's your neighbor who's a bartender or the server at the restaurant down the street, all the way to the Uber drivers, the people at the airport who are helping welcome visitors every day uh, through the airport. It's the hotel staff, it's retail staff. Um, there are thousands of people that, Fewer than there were pre-pandemic. We will get back up there. We're sure of it. But um, 
there are still tens of thousands of Milwaukeeans who rely on tourism year round for their jobs. Milwaukee's tourism is actually almost perfectly evenly divided among the four quarters. Um, and that's mainly because meetings business drives drives tourism year round. And also um, people don't often realize it, but like weddings are a huge driver of tourism. Family reunions are a huge driver of tourism. Of course, the holidays can be a huge driver of tourism. Um, colleges and universities of which we have many amazing ones, they drive tourism too. Um, and that can just be easily, easily forgotten sometimes. What is the toughest part of your job <laughs> and, and getting out there and getting to the media. And I guess I, you did mention a little bit the pandemic and mm -hmm. how, how resilient are we and how difficult has that been for you? Because it was difficult for everybody. And sure. with tourism being such a big part and the only tourism you could do was go into your own home that mm -hmm. had to, that had to really be a tough time. Yeah. It, it, um, it, sure, devastating is is the right and most appropriate word for that. Um, but Milwaukee was lucky in the number, the relatively low number of businesses we actually lost because of the pandemic. I want to say of restaurants and bars, there was maybe only 15 or so. Compare that to other major cities who you know lost dozens and dozens of businesses. Um, so we were we were okay that way. One thing that really did help us in the pandemic was actually youth sports. So maybe if you have kids or your grandkids um, are on those travel club teams that go like all over the region, you know, for what seems like eternity from uh, what I hear, um, <laughs> those kinds of tournaments actually continued to happen. They they did them masked for a while, um, but they filled the convention center throughout the pandemic and, and they filled the soccer fields and the, um, the basketball courts throughout the pandemic. And that really, really helped the businesses that rely on that uh, convention center foot traffic to get going. Um, the that 5.2 billion number, that's for 2021. Um, that's the total economic impact of tourism again in 2021. We will find out the 2022 economic figures in about a month, in about a month and a half from now. We get we have to wait to get those from the state. But that 2021 number is only 11% down from 2019, which was the best year we've ever had. Total impact for tourism in 2019 was 5.9 billion. 2021, we were already back up to 5.2. We expect 2022's numbers to be even better than 2021's, of course. Um, and then we're hoping 23 just continues that upward trend. And your tough job, what is the part that is the oh, most difficult for you? Um, for me personally is, um, you know, I'm, I'll be at a convention of national travel media and they'll say to me, why should I care about Milwaukee? Tell me in you know 10 seconds or less. And I have to then boil down a community of 1.6 million people who come from all over the world and have brought so many great diverse things to Milwaukee and also talk about our geographic, you know, natural assets that we all love so much, the lake, of course, the rivers. Um, I got to boil that down into something that people remember. And um, that is truly hard because I also want it to be authentic to locals. It doesn't mean anything if our team is out there talking about, you know, I don't know, 
outdated things or something, if it doesn't feel authentic to the people who live it every day, then, we, then we're not doing our jobs right. So it is, it is working on behalf of 1.6 mil that, that is dicey sometimes. And it's just a fun challenge. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Well, and it's exciting because it's always changing and it's always different. And and you have the ability to be talking to a lot of different people to um, give them the reasons why they should come and either, you know, do their convention or bring their music to to our city. My guest today is uh, Claire Koenig, and she is a communication director for Visit Milwaukee. You can get that great information by going to visitmilwaukee.org. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And of course, we've had these wonderful warm days in Milwaukee. So everybody is ready to get onto the pavement and walking and getting downtown and different places in our city to really experience all that Milwaukee is. And I always think that I just recently went to New York and I put on 10,000 steps, over 10,000 steps, 13,000 steps a day, tried all these great restaurants. And I have to be honest, when I'm in Milwaukee, I'm sort of spoiled and I get lazy. I don't get out there and put 13,000 steps on a day because I figure I can spread it out. But there's so many things myself that I recognized when I was thinking about making sure that I got to the cathedral in New York and making sure that I do these different things that it seems like when we live here, we often don't ourselves take advantage of some of the beautiful churches and some of the things that that we can do. So give us an idea of, um, you talk about one of my favorite things and I live downtown and I can walk to about 15 different restaurants and I love it. Our restaurant scene is so incredible. I think we take it for granted um, far too often. Um, One amazing perk of this job is that I get to travel a decent amount every year um, and and learn about how other cities are are marketing themselves. And I'm always on the hunt for like really good local coffee or, you know, just that great meal. And I got to tell you, sometimes it's really hard to find those things. Um, and it, that does, then I come home and I appreciate what we have so much more. Um, but especially downtown and the surrounding neighborhoods right now, there's just so much going on on the food scene, which is so exciting and refreshing to see after the pandemic when it was like, everyone's just trying to keep their doors open <laughs> and keep, you know, stop themselves from laying off their staff. Um, but a couple things I'm super excited about, Third Street Market Hall. I don't know how close you are to that. Um, downtown, but that easily one of the best things that has happened in my life in the last year. Um, And I'm saying that in part because our offices are connected through there, Um, but also it is the most family-friendly food hall I've ever been to. I take my little kids there at least once a month, um, and everyone can get some kind of food that they want that is very, very good. Um, And also the kids can like blow off some steam, and it's compact enough where I feel safe sitting there eating my salad, watching them play. And it's, it's really lovely. Um, but again, they've got, they have the best tacos I've had in many years. Um, anything from salad, sushi, Venezuelan arepas, um, to like the best, most artisan cream puffs I've ever had. (laughs) Yeah. 
So taking that State Fair Classic and like giving it the French pastry chef twist, uh, they do that very well. I love it because we just, um, Saffron, which mm -hmm. is oh, uh, the so new good. restaurant. Oh my goodness. And I can walk right there and we got yes. Dan Dan's and yes. I mean, there's just so many absolutely so wonderful fun. restaurants. And what I love about them is they're not huge. They're mm -hmm. small, they're quaint mm -hmm. and it just, it's that neighborhood feel. Yes. And I love ethnic foods and you're right. There are so many things to try and all the areas that are building up, but in, you know, just they're all over all these little communities mm -hmm. that you can get these little restaurants that are being run by owners who have that background and their family <laughs> recipes. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it's crazy good. Yes, I will tell you, I am so excited for um, the Wolf on Broadway, which is going to be that restaurant in the um, street level space for the Kin Hotel, basically on like Michigan and Broadway. Um, it, that's from the, uh, the Uncle Wolfie's guys, which is one of the best breakfasts we have. Um, I am Loopy and Iris, of course, was yes. biggest, open, biggest restaurant opening of the year. And my, was it good. Um, they're also James Beard nominated. I really hope they win. Um, and then uh, Avli is supposed to be opening very soon. That is um, from a Chicago restaurant group. Do you remember the former... Um, like Wolf Peach and View MKE in kind of like Brewers Hill. Yes. The view of the, um, you almost get the skyline view of my background from there. Yes. Um, but that's going to be like contemporary high-end Greek food. That's oh, wow. a very exciting one. And then um, Lady Maris Avley. Oh, there's, oh, Il Cervo. This is the rooftop restaurant on the Trade Hotel that I believe opens next month um, from Madison's Food Fight Group. That mm -hmm. is going to be incredible. I got to go up there for a tour um, a couple weeks ago and the views are incredible. I mean, the food just looks amazing. Oh, and the um, Benson's restaurant group, the Marcus, that's the Marcus rec restaurant group. They are in your neighborhood opening, um, what is it, the Edison um, in the old Wahlburgers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's going to be, I think it's like kind of like wood fired steak and fish kind of vibes, um, which is a good, they, there's nothing else like that in the third ward. So that'll well, be Well, then amazing. we've got the market. We've got the market down in the third ward that is absolutely fun yes. to go to. So it's, it's amazing. It is one of the biggest attractions Milwaukee has. I want to say they get about 2 million visitors a year. Um, and for Milwaukee, we have about 20 million visitors a year, you know, so that's what 10% of them are going to the public market. That's a ton of visitors. Um, but the dog park with the brewery attached to it will be right across the street from that market in just a couple of years. Um, so there is, there's just always there's a lot going on and there's a lot of really good food stuff going on. That sounds so exciting. Um, I'm a foodie, so I absolutely love the idea. And I didn't know about some of these restaurants opening. So that's really great. And then, of course, when you talk about food, you've got all the little festivals, the Greek festivals. You mm -hmm. have um, the state fair. You've mm -hmm. got um, the summer fest and all the different festival grounds. And I mean, mm -hmm. there's food everywhere. Milwaukee mm -hmm. is obviously a city of food. <laughs> yes. Yes. And festivals are a great place where you can try a whole bunch of things from local vendors 
you know, in a very short amount of time, maybe without going in on a full $150 meal or something. Um, city festivals, we we like to shout that from the rooftops because it, it what locals don't realize is that this is a differentiator for us. Having a lake adjacent permanent festival grounds that is as big and as beautifully maintained as Henry Meyer Festival Park, um, I have not come across another city who has anything close to that. Um, with all of the millions and millions of dollars that Summerfest has invested in that festival grounds, in those stages, to make it accessible, to build what is literally the best playground I've ever seen, um, they we are just incredibly lucky to, to have that. And it truly does set us apart. Um, so kicking off the season with Pride Fest, Polish Fest, then we're right into Summerfest um, very quickly. Uh, I mean, in like 40 days, actually, um, <laughs> is is super exciting. And that is something we tout all the time because, you know, obviously we're trying to maximize the potential people who'd be interested in Milwaukee. What better way to do that than talk about all of these different cultural festivals that speak to you know, tens of millions of people's um, ancestries and backgrounds and, and just interests. You know, I was one of the late starters on food trucks, but mm -hmm. I love food trucks and we've got food trucks. Oh my gosh, we have tons <laughs> of food trucks. We have a food truck park. We're getting a second food truck park and I'm completely forgetting where, but um, Zocalo Food Truck Park is in Walker's Point. If you've never been there, it's amazing. Um, it's run by this guy, Jesus Gonzalez, um, who is young, um, like a classically trained chef background, but um, after working in some restaurants, took his experience and opened Mazorca Tacos, um, which would park just outside the third ward and like there would be a line down the street for his tacos. Fast forward a couple of years, he opens the food truck park um, and is incubating young business owners like him who, you know, have a concept and probably some skill to just build a food business, but not enough capital to do a full-blown brick and mortar. Um, and, and he's had a lot of success. The Scratch Ice Cream guys are one of them. Ruby's Bagels is now opening a standalone restaurant because of the success that she found um, at Zoclo. Um, and they just have created this super like Milwaukee atmosphere. It The food is amazing, super high quality, but everything is so casual and laid back and sort of community focused because you're just there to hang out and eat and even, I, I mean, every time I go there, I talk to people that I didn't come there with um, <laughs> and, and you make a new friend. So it's, yeah, I love it. I think visitors are starting to discover it more and more too. Thank you. Um, what I'd like to do after the break, it, you talked about you're always talking to new people. One of the most fun things that I do and look forward to every year mm -hmm. is the Milwaukee Film Fest. And I love standing outside the different theaters and talking to people about what films they've seen and talking about, you know, what they love. There's the energy you get inside and you smell that great popcorn. It mm -hmm. is. And the theater. I mean, it is just an absolute treasure for us. My guest today is Claire Koenig, and she is the communication director for Visit Milwaukee. And with that, we'll be right back.
Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And I am so excited about Money Sense. And I can tell you, we've been doing this, I think it's 34 years. And 34 years ago, when I sat down to be interviewed to do this radio show, I remember saying, to because there was another gentleman that was doing it and the market crashed and it was a, a really difficult bad time and people called up and blamed WISN for the suggestions and I came to him and they said we're never going to have another investment show on and I said but I'm never going to sell anything I'll never sell a product on the air mm -hmm. and in 34 years I haven't it's really mm -hmm. been totally education helping mm -hmm. our listeners to understand you know so they can make very good decisions about many things in their life and the opportunity to be able to talk about Milwaukee, the city mm -hmm. that we live in and all the great things that are happening. And it really does make good money sense to be able to understand the dynamics that are happening behind the scenes that make our city um, friendly, that make our city desirable, exciting and really to get people from all over the world to come and visit us and of course there's mm -hmm. all the museums and all the different things the arts and that are beautiful but before we took the break I mentioned which is a very dear to my heart is the Milwaukee Film Festival and one of the most favorite things that I love to do is mm -hmm. to go outside and stand in line at the Oriental Theater and talk to people and go see a film and then after that go to one of the really great restaurants around there have coffee and coffee and pie or coffee and something maybe a glass of wine and talk about the film mm -hmm. I I I love it too I a part of me misses it a little bit in the fall um, because just doing like going in a cozy theater when it's a little chilly out and then going having a beer at Von Trier is such an amazing Milwaukee experience that I wish everyone would have um but in the spring actually you know what it's just as chilly on some days in the spring so well, I, I can just throw that out the window but yeah the the film festival it's amazing it's one of the best in the country we've we forget that they screen hundreds of films from all over the world um I think they they always have a great selection the opening night one is always so good um they throw the best parties too like it's just such a fun experience and you know what it's also a really cool volunteering experience um i think they've got some very dedicated volunteers um that just want to see and support the film community so yeah it is it is a classic we're lucky to have that from the history of milwaukee as a, a beer baron rich uh place as you know one of the early big industries for us to our three rivers um the the way our river walk is laid out of course our beaches and the festival grounds all of those things make us very unique even compared to some of our other like great lakes region peer cities like cleveland who's also on water um but they just don't have they they just don't have it like we do and um that it's yeah we're just very lucky well and we can look outside and see the sailboats and the boats and mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely beautiful and then again we've got things like the bucks and the brewers and marquette uh football um mm -hmm. all the little leagues all the hockey things that are going on in the yep. city and of course all the music 
Our, I think a lot of locals forget how important sports tourism is to Milwaukee. It is a huge thing from us. There's, there are no brands that get more regular media exposure in Milwaukee than the Bucks and the Brewers. And part of that is because they play so many games and there's a huge industry that covers them. But um, for a huge percentage of the population, when they think about Milwaukee, they think about those two names. And then they travel to come here. And what we do know about um, sports fans is that they're very good visitors. And for me, a very good visitor is one who stays a long time and leaves a bunch of money behind before they go home. Um, and, and these fans do that for all of our back and forth with Chicago. Cubs fans are amazing visitors. We will throw our doors wide open for them every single day because again, they stay multiple nights. They don't just go to the game. They go to a restaurant before the game. They go to a bar after the game. They go to a museum the next day. They do a brewery tour that afternoon. Like they just sprinkle their money throughout the city. Um, and, and we love that. We want that. Now with the Bucks being in the playoffs, um, that is another huge opportunity for fly-in visitors, which who, who tend to spend more than drive-in visitors. Um, and also the exposure from say the 2021 championship run, there's no amount of advertising dollars that could buy that kind of exposure to the world. And um, uh, speaking from 2021 to have visuals literally shown around the world to to billions of people of the deer district looking so joyful and full of life and happy people um after what we had all been through with the pandemic like there it it just doesn't get better than that and <laughs> and the the hope that we'll have that again i think is so high for all of us um so we we really got to get the box far on this playoff run. <laughs> and, you know, as you talked earlier, we've got so many great universities and, and look at how well Marquette has done and it draws mm -hmm. people into the city and, yeah. and so many of the universities, um, Milwaukee has the Ted talk platform that mm -hmm. you can do there. I mean, there are just a ton of things that are going on and that you can participate and, you know, mm -hmm. and do. Yep, but my, I think about my mom sometimes who's a Marquette grad and her reunion, her class reunion every five years, her friends are coming from around the country every five years for a full-blown weekend. Marquette does a really good job of hosting, you know, putting together enough programming um, for those big reunions, but, but they do that every year because there's it's always someone's reunion. And I just think of my mom's friend group and how they they're a part of tourism, like, you know, parents visiting their kids who are current students, that's tourism. Um, and, and it's meaningful because they, they want to have a good time too. They want to take their kid out for a nice meal. Um, they, all of that counts. And, um, we're lucky that we have a lot of very wonderful partners who, who lean on us when they need help to do that. And then we lean on them when say, we need Marquette's help to bring in a sports event or and our art museums, we've got the Pabst House, we've got so many unique, older establishments, the Wisconsin Club, when you drive by mm -hmm. there, it's like, where is that? You know, where did mm -hmm. that come from, the Billy Mitchell? So, I mean, there are some, if you really 
have time. And I almost think what I'd like to think about doing is seeing one new thing every week or every other week, just to know about it, maybe visit a mm -hmm. church or a different area yeah. and the different areas like Bay View is just popping all mm -hmm. over the place. And I love going there. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, um, you mentioned mm -hmm. architecture a couple of times. And again, another thing that we don't appreciate enough is how good of a job um, our current city civic leaders and our past civic leaders have done to preserve some very, very beautiful buildings, um, especially in and around and in the neighborhoods adjacent to downtown. There are a lot of cities, like I was in Seattle not that long ago, it's just glass towers. And glass towers are fine, but um, the Mitchell building is unlike anything else I saw in downtown Seattle. Our city hall is more beautiful than any city hall I've ever seen. Um, we just do a good job of preserving those and, and then building brand new buildings that do a good job of melding, melding in. Um, the, the Burnham Block houses, the Frank Lloyd Wright middle-class homes, if you've not seen those, those are definitely worth a Saturday afternoon. They do a lovely tour. Um, the domes, uh, I mean, it, they're such a peaceful place. They, they never get old to me. My kids love them. Um, those are another great, like, just kind of retreat, especially when the weather's terrible. Um, and yeah, Doors Open is also one of those events that we are just so lucky historic yes. puts on because you can check out uh, over a weekend, there's you know more than 100 buildings that open their doors that you couldn't normally get into. Going to the top of US Bank is one we've all been curious about, right? Um, going in the Allen Bradley clock, that of course, the Rockwell clock, um, and then down to everything like the one of the best tours um, for doors open and one of the most popular is the um, MMSD sewage treatment plant on Jones Island. <laughs> it's it's amazing and um, and people just love you know but it's down to everything from like a historic firehouse all the way to the U.S. Bank building go to the top. Um, so that's just one of those events where I think for locals who need that reminder of how good we have it, how cool some of these spaces are, and the work being done in them is really fascinating. That That is such a good way to do that. And it's always the third week, I want to say, in September. Well, we're going to take our last break. And when we get back, let's talk about, I love farmer's markets. And um, there's, there's a great one in Bayview, uh, Art Walks. There's artworks all over around the city at various times. So when we come back, we'll talk about some of those things that maybe miss the calendars. And with that, mm -hmm. we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest today is Claire Koenig, and she is the communications director for Visit Milwaukee. We've been talking about some of the things that are happening. Of course, we've got to touch on Summerfest again, because I think that list just came out of some of the things that you can get tickets for and be aware of. But I also, for me, I love on a Saturday morning, getting up, 
having some coffee, just lounging a little bit, and then going to a farmer's market. Uh, that is that is one of my favorite things. And I know that I believe you had mentioned that gallery night is coming up pretty soon. So what are some of those very consistent, predictable things that people can just count on to do every single weekend if they wanted to? Mm-hmm. Exercise um, in the park. I see that at Cathedral Park. There's exercise mm-hmm. in the park. Yes. Um, I mean, Lakeshore State Park is year round going to be one of the best places to walk and get some fresh air with skyline views on one side, lake views on the other side. Um, Some really interesting natural grass situations happening. Um, That is always going to be there and available to the public, even during Summerfest. uh, but farmer's market season, you're right, is about to start. Um, you mentioned the Bayview one is spectacular. Totally agree. The West Dallas one, yes. which is, I want to say like a hundred years old. That one's been around for a very long time. That is huge and definitely worth going. And then the Fondy farmer's market on the like near North side, also incredible and huge um, for if you really want to go and find some interesting, interesting stuff. But I mean, I, I would say one of my personal favorite is probably Bayview because you do get the lake views yes. while you're there. You can sit on the hill and have a snack while you shop. And it's just such a cool. And our city is such a dog-friendly city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much so. And especially at those farmer's markets, um, very dog-friendly. We have more and more hotels that are dog-friendly. I think um, patios in general just know they kind of got to be dog-friendly now. And um I'm I'm personally very excited to bring my dog to this new don the downtown dog park just across the river from the um, public market under the freeway overpass because that's the only dog park for downtown residents I want to say within like three miles mm-hmm. of the center of downtown um, but even the Riverwalk um, those types of places uh, Foxbrook out in Brookfield has a beautiful dog beach um, at the quarry um, yeah it would. It is a dog-friendly town. And we do have the cat sip and purr, the cat cafe on the east side. <laughs> yes, right we by the do. Yes. yes. And gallery night. We have gallery, gallery nights. Night. One of my favorite events any time of year. Um, it is quarterly, of course. It started as a third ward-based event, but now it is down in Bayview. It's in Walker's Point. I think the east side does it a little bit too. Um, but they, it's just dozens of our galleries will sometimes put on a special exhibition um, or they'll just save their big ones for around gallery night because it's such a popular thing. They'll put out wine, maybe a little cheese, and you can just hop and hop and hop to galleries. Um, I, I, I feel like you can't not go to the Marshall Building, which has about 20 galleries in one building in the Third Ward. Um, that's what's my favorite place to start every gallery night. Myad just opened its new gallery. I cannot wait to check that out. I haven't been in there yet. Um, again, in the third ward, but yeah, it's it is just such a nice, lively night, and also it is a great night to invest in art. Um, if you are looking, if you have an empty space on a wall that you're trying to fill, or your desk needs a little something, um, it is such a good night to buy art and. Um, and including for my head students who will usually do like an art show for gallery night. One of the, oh, we have all the runs. There's bicycles to rent. There's, I mean, there is a ton of things to be mobile yep. in downtown mm-hmm. Milwaukee. 
Definitely. And our Ubers, of course, and cabs yeah, and, yes. <laughs> and trolley. Ubers, yes. Ubers have really saved, saved walkies. <laughs> um, I see in transportation scene, but we do have, we have bubbler bikes. They have about a hundred stations throughout the area. Those are the bike share bikes where you can rent them for a day, an hour, whatever. Um, and you do it all on the app on your phone. So they're super user-friendly. Um, scooters are back. So we have scooters back in downtown. I think there's three different kinds. Um, but they're everywhere. I've, they're all over the place right now. Um, the Riverwalk is a really good connector of three downtown neighborhoods, um, and it's fully wheelchair accessible. A lot of people forget that. Um, Bradford Beach also has um, beach wheelchairs that you can rent from the Parks Department, um, and they have ramps, uh, which helped it uh, be named one of the most accessible beaches in the country. So um, there are seemingly endless ways to get out and active in Milwaukee. We now have at least three kayak rental places where you can get a kayak or a stand-up paddleboard and do the river like you see behind me. Um, that's that's one of my favorite things to do with media who come to town is do a little restaurant um, brewery crawl up the river via kayak. Um, and yeah, and then throw in river cruises and where you can learn about Milwaukee history, architecture, or shipwrecks, um, which is a very fascinating tour. Yeah, there's just so many ways to explore the city and the areas, and um, they just keep getting better. We got the Harley Davidson Museum, and there's events all through the summer. It's just yes. there's there's just really a hopping city. <laughs> yes, and speaking of Harley, with their homecoming festival this year, we expect you know tens of thousands of riders to come in for Foo Fighters and Green Day, and of course to take in. The, the hometown Mecca that is the Harley Museum. So that mid-July is when that is happening. I want to say it's the 15th through the 19th. And um, we, we will be... We will be out there the whole time. Well, and if you do go to visit Milwaukee.org, it says Milwaukee makes the list. What list did we make? We were named by National Geographic as one of the best places in the world for a visit in 2023. And I got to tell you, I took that writer around uh, over probably like two years ago now. And he was originally in Milwaukee for book research. And that's fine. We, we sometimes get book research media. Uh, but he... He kayaked on the Menominee River with me. We went to all sorts of restaurants and museums and um, nightlife things. And we checked out the Deer District and he just fell in love. <laughs> so much so that he started pitching Milwaukee to his editors at National Geographic, the magazine, um, not just the book publishers. And um, they, they, they bought what he was selling. So um, that's how we made it on that story. And we've been touting that and and our partners can tout that too um as much as they want you know we want people to use that as a recruitment tool as in their own marketing we all get to use it for a year so we need to use the heck out of it wow you've got to get a billboard we did we got a billboard in times square actually over um from christmas to new year's oh. day in times square touting the national geographic yes. thing and it was 
it was amazing. We had people downloading our beer pass from Times <laughs> That is fabulous. And if you go yeah. to the if you go to the visitmilwaukee.org, they have the Milwaukee Film Festival schedule that was released. They have the Marcus Performing Arts Center announces their 23-24 schedule. Um, lots of different places that you can plan a visitor. There's a visitor's guide, there's a map. There's just a lot, a lot of great information, pictures that if you did want to ask your family or friends, what do you want to do? You can get them to that website and it gives just an array of of things. And we can't even begin. I mean, there's people out there saying, well, talk about this, talk about that. It's hard to get everything in and to remember everything in Milwaukee. But certainly the things that we talked about today were a good start. And the Mm -hmm. season is, is upon us. Spring is in the air. And it's a great time to get out and walk and take your dog for a walk and walk around the lake and around Summerfest. And I know that there's some new things that are going to be happening. We don't have time to talk about all of them, but there's new building. There's new innovative things that are happening downtown. We've got the home bridge that lights up. That is absolutely gorgeous. So I I, truly, I'm sold on it. Obviously, I live down there and I find it to be just a a, a really great thing as being sort of semi-retired and I can walk everywhere. I can go to theater. I can do everything that I want to do. And I don't see that changing for me. So that's a really great thing. My guest today is Claire Koenig. She is the communication director for Visit Milwaukee. You can go to visitmilwaukee.org and find out all kinds of great things. And you also talked about Milwaukee 365 and they've got mm-hmm. a calendar that gives you the things that are available to do kind of in a, a weekend to weekend um, time frame. Thank you very yeah. much. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a really great weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye.